Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Hi, I'm Randy, and this is Dave. We're the founders of Bombas, the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. So comfortable, we sold and donated millions of pairs. To sell and donate a lot of socks, we became obsessed with comfort. We reinvented the sock from the ground up, adding comfort innovations along the way. It worked. People tried them, loved them, told their friends about them. Helping us sell and donate millions of pairs. Try them now at bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash comfy. For my small bookstore to thrive, I can't just sell books. So I created a radio ad at iHeartAdBuilder.com to tell everyone about our author events, our story hours for kids, and our amazing lattes. Now we're busier than ever. I'd call that a success story. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Joshua Jackson stood up for Jody Turner Smith after people started trolling her for proposing to him. Iggy Azalea wants record labels to have psychologists available for their artists. And with the Delta variant on the rise, Mashable's Anna Ivini joins us with how to feel safe dating during the pandemic's latest curveball. It's August 18th, 2021. Hey, friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Um, so Casey, I read this morning that Scarlett Johansson has had a whole baby. <laughs> a whole ass baby. And I feel like we just found out yesterday she was pregnant. Yes. I mean, there were rumors that circulated a couple of months ago, but Colin Jost only confirmed it yesterday. And so the fact that then today it was announced that she had given birth, it's just the timing. I don't... I don't know what to think. Okay, cool. Congrats. But wow. (laughs) Right. I feel like I just found out that she was even pregnant and now there's now there's a baby. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And after all of this, like Disney suing situations, I'm just like a lot's happening for me right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So moving on to a couple I know you care deeply about. Very much. Yes. Very deeply (laughs) about Um, basically we have another reason to love Joshua Jackson and it's because he recently defended his wife, Jody Turner Smith from online trolls. So in July, Joshua revealed in an interview that Jody was the one to propose to him. We were in Nicaragua. It was very beautiful, incredibly romantic. We're walking down the beach and she asked me to marry her. You know, it sounds like a lovely moment, uh, but naturally people had to try to ruin it by leaving, quote, racist and misogynist comments on her Instagram. And, you know, Joshua defended her and said, for anybody who is freaked out by a woman claiming her own space, shut the fuck up. Um, Okay, so first, first, I have so many feelings. Um, The first thing that I want to say is I just love the fact that he defended her. That's number one. Secondly, I love the fact that she, again, proposed to him. Um, I think that that's amazing. 
I want to be Jodie Turner-Smith so badly, not only because she's married to Joshua Jackson and he's wonderful, but also because she revealed a while back that she had a crush on Joshua Jackson. And so, like, before they had ever met, had a crush on him. And so her power <laughs> of manifestation <laughs> should be like, I have a crush on this man. I am going to pursue him. I am going to propose to him. We are going to be married and have a child. I need her to teach a class. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I also was going to say, I know you love her and you want to be her, but I'm I'm also scared that you will take her power and to get Joshua for yourself. <laughs> I am nervous about it, especially listeners today when I was like, Shyla, do you want to talk about this Joshua stuff? And she's like, oh, yeah, Josh. And I'm like, oh, oh, OK. Oh, Josh. Okay. We're on a first name basis. Me and this man so, I've never met. So watch out, Jody. <laughs> OK, so we have to move on. But the next thing I want to talk about is Iggy Azalea. And she recently shared some thoughts about mental health and the music industry. She tweeted, quote, I really wish record labels would all agree to make it mandatory to hire at least one psychologist per label. Almost every artist in recent times has expressed struggling with the level of hate and pressure. Sports teams do it for their athletes. Why not music labels? She then added that although it seems like there are a lot of labels, that, quote, there's actually only about four guys running the entire music business. So it would be pretty easy to hold them accountable and make them implement a change across their businesses. One, I will say, great idea. Two, never gonna happen. Right. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because they want to keep these musicians down. They're in control of them. Why would they try and help them? That's my extremely cynical take. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's correct. I mean, I know we've talked a lot about like the film and TV industry on here, but I feel like the music industry is its own horrible beast. yeah we have we haven't even tapped into it i will say that that is definitely more of a blind spot for me and because honestly of how overwhelming it is and how toxic and awful it sounds i just like and when she says because my first thought was like oh that's so many labels it would be such a thing and when she said nah, it's just pretty much four guys and i'm like yeah that's toxic it's the most toxic but hopefully there becomes a different way because i again i don't feel like this would actually happen but maybe there's something else people can do to support these artists because I think just like with everything happening with Lizzo and like after the rumor song came out, like it's bad enough we have to deal with internet trolls. The least we can do is have the label supporting the people who are putting Yeah, and protect them. Protect right, them exactly. as much as they can. Exactly. Well, if the My Fall plan slash Delta variant memes ring true for anyone these days, it's the vaccinated single people who were finally ready to get out there. <laughs> and though the thought of getting close to another human being, let alone touching or dare we say kissing them, seems unthinkable, there are ways to feel safe dating in the wake of COVID-19's latest twist. Mashable's Anna Ivini recently wrote about how to feel safe kissing when the Delta variant is on the rise, and she joins us now to talk about it. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So, you know, let's just talk about where things stand as of late, because I'm confused. <laughs> you know, what's the latest regarding the rising Delta variant and the new mutation Delta Plus in terms of safety protocols? I think a lot of people are confused. Uh, I'm certainly not a, a scientist or a science reporter, but from what I'm seeing is that there's a lot of uncertainty similar to what we've been seeing throughout the last 18 months. Breakthrough infections are happening among vaccinated people, but what Dr. Fauci and what other people have been saying in terms of 
the fact that we're in a pandemic of the unvaccinated might be proving untrue because a lot of breakthrough infections are happening. And while there haven't been a lot of serious cases uh, of COVID with vaccinated people, cases are still rising. So, you know, based on the people you spoke to, how would you describe the level of concern among single people dating right now? I mean, are they tired of being so careful and therefore easing up a little bit or has Delta made them regress back to a more heightened state of caution? Honestly, all of the above. There's a solid amount of concern, absolutely, but there's a there's a mix of emotion. People are concerned, they're uncertain, they're frustrated, especially uh, Americans I spoke to who are vaccinated because they quote-unquote did everything right. They've been wearing masks throughout these last 18 months and they, they still are. So they are concerned and they're cautious, but they're they're sick of having to be and they want to live their lives, they want to date. And I'm seeing that also with the Europeans and the Australians I spoke to, too, where they are cautious still, but they don't want to be anymore. And they they're also frustrated about the vaccine rollout in their country. So there's there's a definite mix of emotion happening. And, you know, okay, so whether or not like where you fall on that spectrum I mean, I do. There's an important question of physically connecting with others vaccinated or not. And just factually, is it even possible to feel safe kissing or making out amid the Delta variant? Honestly, as of now, of course, the situation might change, but it really depends on the person. If you realize that there is a non-zero risk, even if you're vaccinated uh, and you're fine with that, then you can definitely feel safe kissing and physically connecting with someone. But if you want a zero risk of COVID, you might be waiting a long time to experience that. Mm. All right. Well, we'll be right back. We've got more with Mashable's Anna Ivini after the break. It. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Conquer your New Year's resolution to be more productive with the Before Breakfast podcast. In each bite-sized daily episode, time management and productivity expert Laura Vanderkam teaches you how to make the most of your time, both at work and at home. These are the practical suggestions you need to get more done with your day. Just as lifting weights keeps our bodies strong as we age, learning new skills is the mental equivalent of pumping iron. Listen to Before Breakfast wherever you get your podcasts. From Cavalry Audio comes the new true crime podcast, The Shadow Girls. I always wanted to know what it felt like to kill somebody. And he started laughing. Prosecutors described him as a serial killer savant. Picking up these girls, getting them in a position of vulnerability. When he got a hold of their neck, that was it. I'm Carolyn Osorio, a journalist and lifelong resident of the Pacific Northwest. I grew up near the banks of the Green River and in the shadow of the killer, that bears its name. How many times did you bring the camera to one the river? Time. Just one time. One time. He started fantasizing about having sex with his mother. Then he fantasized about killing her. But this podcast isn't only about tracking down the killer. It's about the victims. We stayed in the woods 
He always liked to go into the woods. She was just, to all of us, kind of strange. You know how he feels about prostitutes? Listen to The Shadow Girls on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Mashable's Anna Iveni is talking to us about how singles can feel safe dating amid the rise of Delta. So a lot of daters aren't exactly on the same page about new COVID boundaries. How has this led to dating becoming even more socially awkward? Daters do feel awkward right now. Both I hear this anecdotally and also in a survey I conducted earlier this year about post-vax dating, where almost 40% of daters said that they were somewhat likely to call dating awkward right now. And the same amount of people said that they were both anxious and nervous about dating post-vax. The same amount of people were also excited about dating, which is encouraging. And I think those mix of emotions often go together, but people are feeling it. I remember one person wrote in the survey that her social skills have gotten worse and someone else said that their self-confidence is tanked. So when it comes to awkwardness in general, it's definitely um, a concern among daters. And then when you throw in Delta and these new concerns, there's also, yeah, there's so much to, to think about when you go on a date. But when you're meeting someone for the first time, you have to have those awkward, those uncomfortable conversations pretty early, which is... I don't want to say unprecedented, but it is unprecedented. (laughs) Well, that leads me to my next question. I mean, is there any like guidance or tips on how to go about bringing up the subject of COVID and Delta and like safety? I think being open and honest from the jump is the way to go. Uh, I've seen a lot of people put in their bio that they only want to date vaccinated people and that they only want to date people who've gotten COVID tested recently. I think you can bring it up in a light way like, hey, we can even get COVID tested together or on the same day to make me more most comfortable. I think being open about your boundaries is really important in relationships in general, but especially when it comes to COVID. You know, it's so wild, but I am hopeful that this will make talking about STIs easier, you know, because it's like, okay, I know how to do the COVID thing. Now talking about the rest shouldn't be so awkward. I totally agree. Yeah. So in terms of the apps, I'm curious, you know, like we're in round two of the pandemic. Have they addressed these latest Delta concerns? I know that a lot of them, like now there's like a little icon like on Hinge that says if you're vaccinated or not, are apps doing anything else? So I've seen the the vaccinated sticker or feature in several major apps like Hinge, Bumble, and Tinder. I haven't seen anything about the Delta variant as of yet, but those apps also have uh, video date compatibilities where you can see someone over video if you don't want to, say, exchange numbers or get off the app uh, too quickly. So, okay, what if someone has gotten through the online part of online dating and actually goes about setting something up with someone in person? Based on the opinions you got, what's the expert advice on how to navigate the dating scene right now just in general? Totally. So I think the most important thing is, as I said before, is to set boundaries, is to talk about what you're looking for, talk about what you're comfortable with and what you're not. One person I spoke to uh, went on a date with someone who wanted to kiss down in Australia. And because he's not fully vaccinated yet, he didn't want to. And it was really awkward and it sort of ended things. So those conversations are probably best before the kiss is going to happen, before you meet in person. So, and if honestly, if they don't respect your boundaries or they th- say you're being too concerned and they're not the person for you. Other than that, I would say to stay in- as informed as possible. Obviously there's still a lot of things we don't know that no one knows. 
And because of that, I would try to not overconsume news either, which is, I know, a very difficult thing to do. But if you read one piece about the Delta variant in one day, there's probably not going to be an explosive revelation that same day. So uh, I would try to mitigate your news consumption while being informed and let your matches know what you're comfortable with. So overall, the current vibe of online dating seems to be all over the place, depending on the person. But what do you think we have ahead of us in the last half of 2021 for daters in general? That's a great question. I I think people are definitely going to embrace a virtual dating. They already have throughout 2020. Both Hinge and Tinder said that a solid amount of their user base said that they would continue using video dating even when we're, uh, quote unquote, allowed to meet in person. And that's because it's a great vetting option. Instead of commuting somewhere or spending money on drinks, you can have a quick chat with someone and see if you vibe and you want to meet in person. So I think that's on the horizon. I also think being more frank with near strangers. I know anecdotally in my experience, I'm definitely more open with people both about my COVID concerns, but also about just how I'm feeling in general and how I'm not at 100% right now. And I know other people are doing the same. Well, Anna, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, Jody, watch out. Charlotte's <laughs> coming for you. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts, too, all designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com comfy. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council.